Yeah, we're just we're just kind of getting used to being back in the Zendo, doing it uh, on Wednesday nights anyway, um, uh, giving the talk in person as well as uh, having it online on Zoom. So I was proud of myself for getting here at 5.30 so I could set up the, the projector and, and adjust the cameras and then realize that I'd forgotten my own computer at home. Uh, when, when we do this on Wednesdays, it's a two computer night. And so uh, I raced home, I don't live too far away, but it's you know 5.30 traffic. I was angry at myself. I was frustrated at the traffic. And then I, I have to I have to pass um, the junior high school and they're having an event tonight. So there were lots of parents on the sidewalk, lots of kids on the sidewalk, lots of cars. It was it was painfully slow through the um, going past the junior high school. And uh, because I knew I was going to give this talk tonight and, and uh, uh, it'll dovetail on uh, Jean's talk of a few weeks ago on uh, the, the practice of of the whole works of wholeness. I said, well, you know, I'm I'm looking at this moment through anger at myself and frustration, but this moment contains all these cars that are just so glad to be done with the workday. They're all kind of rested. They're all looking forward to a nice dinner at home. There's all these kids and parents with excitement about whatever is going on at the junior high school, maybe parent night, maybe, maybe um, uh, a basketball game, a wrestling match. Um, uh, all of that energy is, is in the air as well. And if I'm going to meet the whole works. I've got I've to also uh, acknowledge all of that energy as well, and not just look at the moment right now uh, through this, this ego lens of anger and frustration. And there was a little bit of, you know, shoulder relaxing on my part. When I ran into the house and got my computer, I was, you know, I plugged it in early this afternoon so it'd be fully charged for tonight. I pulled the, the plug out and then I, I was just so thankful. That, oh, you know, this is an amazing thing that we're doing with, with all these computers and uh, cameras and, and, uh, and, and being able to um, share the Dharma with people uh, as far away as as New Mexico. Kai is in New Mexico. Um, uh, I don't even know if Yaro is in this county. Um, she might be in a different time zone. Uh, she lives far away, but it's just an amazing thing. So, so all of that energy, even even holding this computer um, uh, through my house on my way back to the car and then to the Zendo, uh, I had to admit that, uh, that the whole universe uh, was, was helping me out. And the whole universe contained all of us. Um, Jean talked about wholeness 
a few weeks ago. And, and Patrice asked him, asked him a question, like, how do you know you're doing it? How do you know you're practicing? Um, I'm gonna paraphrase both, both Patrice and Jean. I, and I, uh, 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 please correct me if I've muddled it. But, but Jean, talked, Jean said, his response was, you know, he, there's this muscle in his neck that's kind of tight when he, when he realizes that he's engaging with somebody in a habitual um, kind of constricted fat with his with his habitual patterns uh, and uh, this implied that uh, there was a there when he was experiencing some ease in his body he was aware that he was engaging with in the direction of wholeness is that is, is that your memory too patrice of, of that interaction that you had with with gene it's in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's uh, there's that that ease, uh, and um, and I I want to I want to then remember what I was talking about um, in my last talk uh, from Dogen. From, from Dogen's, uh, Dogen's fascicle on everyday activity. He says, um, each and every extraordinary activity is simply eating rice. So, so, so Dogen's gonna go that, you know, just this practice of eating rice also connects us with the whole works, with uh, the whole universe. The monk's bowl is used for having rice, and what is used for having rice is the monk's bowl. Now, what is this rice bowl? I say it is not wood, it is not black lacquer. Is it an immovable rock? Is it an iron person? Is it bottomless? It has no nostrils. One mouthful swallows the entire sky, the open sky and the entire sky is received with palms together. Just this is the entire sky. I, I, I read that a few weeks ago in, in my lecture. You know, what is this rice bowl? One swallow is the entire sky and uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to correct Dogen uh, I, but I'm going to say Dogen got it 80 uh, percent our practice is, is not just to swallow the entire sky our practice is to taste the entire sky is to really know the whole works intimately know that whole works intimately. Um, and we and and can we we have the opportunity to do that at, at every moment. Um, you know I could 
I, I would have gotten here a, a minute or so earlier if I would have just pulled that plug out of the computer and dashed back. But um, for a minute or two, I got to connect with the whole universe. What a great thing electricity is. What a great thing cameras are. Just in that moment of unplugging, I was given the opportunity to connect with the whole works. What a thing I've written down on this paper. To be freely in the boundlessness of life rather than within the limits of my habitual patterns. So I, I, I was able for just a, a moment to drop that frustration, just as I dropped that, that, uh, that uh, electricity cord, that electrical cord, I was able to drop that frustration, which is kind of my habitual pattern of frustration and, and, uh, and really experience that boundlessness or that, uh, as you know, Jeannie was talking about, just a little bit more relaxation in my body so that I could connect more fully with the whole works. Um, so, so I'm going to be talking about, about uh, that Patrice's question tonight. How do, how do we know? Uh, or how do, uh, how do we know that we're connecting with the whole works? What, or, or how, can we, how can we aim ourselves in that direction? Um, I think Gene was talking about a little mindfulness spell when he, when he feels that tension in his neck. And that goes, oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm relating now with, uh, with frustration or impatience, uh, uh, and, and let me aim now toward wholeness. Um, I was able to, to aim myself uh, in that rush back and forth to my house. Uh, I was able to aim myself towards whole, wholeness. Um, we've been reading in uh, Shinshu Roberts' uh, Being Time, uh, it's been out. It's been out a few years. Um, she she gives a, a, another another great hint. And, and easy, you know, just like feeling the muscle on your neck, or uh, just just hearing how rapidly you're running through the house can be mindfulness bells to pivot, pivot to, to um, oh, let me face in the direction of boundlessness. That what's that direction? Let, let me just pivot and face the direction of boundlessness. Shinshu, uh, Shinshu says it always comes back to grounded practice response based upon our understanding and enactment of connection with others. We don't always know what to do but we can rely on remembering our, our relationship with all beings as a guide. 
or the direction of boundlessness. So that's that's what Shinshu um, asks us to do. Um, in the moment that you're caught up in frustration, uh, am I the only one on this road that needs to get any place? At the moment you've 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 singled yourself out. Um, as the only one experiencing what you're experiencing. Uh, Shinshu says that's the mindfulness bell, sort of to say to yourself, you know, I'm in relationship with the whole works, with the whole world. And, uh, and they're supporting me now. You know, this, this electrical cord is plugged into I don't know where, I don't know where this, I'm connected to with this cord, but it's miles from here and it's, and it's supporting me right now. Um, the moment that we can remember our interrelatedness, our relationship with others, then we're pointing ourselves in the direction of boundlessness. I want to go back to Dogen where he says, what is this rice bowl? What is a rice bowl? And that's, uh, you know, Dogen does this quite a bit. He says, he says, he says it not so much as a question, but when we look at it backwards, the rice bowl is what? This rice bowl, this that electrical cord that I had, can I hold it as a question? Can I just face this thing that's right in front of me? Can I face ember? Can I face Shakti right in front of me and, and ask myself, can I be curious rather than thinking, oh, I've, I've, I've seen both of them a million times. Uh, I know them pretty well and relate to them in that way. Can I hold any, everybody and everything with this question, with this curiosity? And right away, um, we're a little closer, we're a little more intimate. Um, we've got, uh, we've got um, a little more uh, relationship uh, intimacy. So Dogen says, uh, Dogen asks us to live in the world of what, I've called it. I thought I was pretty clever for coming up with that alliteration. Um, but that, that, that can be our practice, to live in the world of what. And we can do it with, we can do it with our cup of coffee in the morning. And with what is this? Or I think I know all about ceramic coffee. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but there's a world of things I don't know about it. And I'm open to learn anything about it. Um, I'm open to experience this, this cup, its warmth, the taste of the liquid inside. I'm open to, to any new possibilities because my old habits kind of, uh, kind of obscure anything new that might be popping up. Oh, maybe maybe there's a few more. I, 
I use a few more coffee grounds. Maybe it's going to be a little stronger. Maybe it's going to be a little weaker. But can I be? Can I be open to that? Can I? It, with with the most ordinary things in our life, we have the opportunity to to uh, uh, be, to be intimate with the whole work, with with um, with boundlessness. And I think this is, I think this is the, uh, this is, this is it, the, this world of what, this being in the holding curiosity is the way we taste the entire sky. Little Ember is greeting all of us tonight. Very happy. Living in the world of what? Uh, it's a little easy to do, easier to do with cups and coffee. Like I was saying earlier, it's it gets a little harder when we're we're doing that with people. You know, I've known Shakti a long time. I've known Scott a long time. I've known Kim a long time. How can I meet them completely, meet their whole works um, every time? Um, can I just loosen up those um, thoughts, those memories, uh, so that they're not the thing that I'm looking at them with? Can I, can, I, can, I, can I loosen that up a little bit so that we can really meet each other with the whole works? know the whole works of each other. Um, another exercise is, is like, can we meet our, our mothers with that curiosity, with that, um, with that uh, uh, boundlessness? You know, both of my parents have died and, um, and uh, I, I got the, I got the shoebox full of all of the Polaroids. Um, my brothers, my brothers aren't as uh, nostalgic as I am, and uh, so uh, there was no fight over that shoebox. Let me tell you. So, and, and it's amazing. You know, there's pictures of my parents. You know, when they were children, that looked like it was taken. You know, just the other day. You know, I, I there's there's one of my mother, it, my it, when she was a teenager. She was an usherette at the Uptown Theater in Napa, California. She and her best, best friend, June Blackney, were usherettes together. And, uh, and there's, you know, there's something different about looking at her picture. Um, I mean, she's certainly younger, but I know exactly who she is. But, you know, there's no reflection of me in her eyes. And that's what's different about her. Uh, what what were what was you know she had she had boundless opportunities I mean we we do every minute uh, but uh, in my mind uh, she was on this you know uh, single path to um, getting married having children she and my father both working raising us uh, that was that was her path but but uh, you know what was what was her 
What were her boundless intentions in those days? What were her boundless intentions? Um, <laughs> working at all. Um, well, uh, so, 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 but it's a great practice. It's a, it's a great, it's a great practice to, to meet somebody as intimate as you are with your parents and try to, try to, try to sort of drop that veil of, of, uh, your whole life experience with them and see if you can, you can, uh, connect in that world of holiness. You know, the, 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 the picture of my father was um, he was in his high school football uniform and uh, he was he was at Vallejo High School just, uh, you know, about 15 miles from Napa. So they, they, they met there in that area. And um, in the middle of high school, uh, uh, his parents wanted to move to Stockton and uh, California, you know, quite a distance away. But, uh, but my father, my father wanted to be a football star at Vallejo High School. And so for some reason, some, some crazy, you know, twist in the universe, my grandparents let my brother and his older brother, just a year older, uh, stay in Vallejo and, and live with their aunt. And it was just, you know, my, my father's family was so dysfunctional. So this, this uniform and his activity, at, you know, in that uniform really was, was sort of his, uh, his uniform of a little bit of freedom um, to kind of get out of, get out of the, the difficult family relationship that, that he was in. And, uh, uh, you know, just the, who can predict these causes and conditions, but, but this one, this one really, um, really kind of uh, was an opening for my father, where, whereas I can imagine he was predicting um, constriction if he had to move away from this place and this activity of such success and achievement for him. And it, it just, I, I made this wild connection with, um, with, uh, with this, uh, this Buddha's robe that, that I put on every morning. And I make sure that, uh, that uh, the collar is just right here. And I make sure that the sleeves are draping this, this correctly. And of course, this, this is called, we, we chant it every morning. This is called the robe of liberation robe of complete freedom, robe of boundlessness. But it, it, it's, not, it's not my freedom or my boundlessness. It's this robe wraps us all in a field of boundlessness, a field of form and emptiness, a great robe of liberation, a field far from form and emptiness, even, even beyond any kind of form and emptiness we have. But it, it, it wraps all of us. Gene and I just bring it in every morning. Uh, 
to, to uh, remind us that, uh, that we are always in this boundless field far from form and emptiness. And that's, that's, our, that's what our true lives are. We're always intimate in, in this boundless field. Uh, and we chant it in, in virtually every chant we do. We talk about this boundlessness that um, we, we are wearing it at all times. When, when, uh, when I do my prostrations, you know, this, this is always, this part of the robe always flops open. Um, and uh, when I fling it back over my left shoulder, I've covered the entire west side of Santa Cruz in boundlessness and emptiness. And when I do that prostration uh, towards the altar, uh, the edge of my robe connects with uh, San Jose. It's most of Los Gatos covered and connects with San Jose and, and goes, goes up there to the Bay Area where there's lots of brown robes reminding us of the boundlessness that we are wrapped in at all times. And what a, what a gift to be able to remember that, uh, that uh, entire sky at every moment. That's, that's how we, we not only swallow the entire sky, but we are able to taste the entire sky. So maybe um, maybe I can stop here and uh, we can have a little conversation. I know some people on screen and some people maybe in this room um, have to leave for family or household responsibilities and, and uh, feel free to um, log out or tiptoe out uh, if you will. But we'll just have um, a few minutes of conversations.